Welcome to Crossing Phase, a sci-fi entertainment edition, complete with t-shirt apparel uh, with my friend John Penna coming to us from upstate New York and myself outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, not not really co- competing, but uh, you know I'm representing. Oh God, America. here we go with the Star <laughs> But this is not why we're here. This is not why we're here. We're here for John's T-shirt today. Uh, which oh, is a I, I know you, you, a, a throwback. A, um, a moment in time, and we are going to talk about a little bit about jihad, aren't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, I we think, are. So I think the, the movie, the movie Dune, uh, shot in 1984 by director David Lynch um, is kind of a, it's a, what? It's a sci-fi with kind of a cult classic following. It was a cult classic because there was a number of issues associated with the film that had nothing to do with the book. David Lynch took a lot of poetic license. And so I think the backstory is there's Dune, there's Star Wars people, there's Star Trek people, and then there's the Dune crowd. And that probably says a lot about me. Um, yeah. And, and I, uh, so I, for maybe the first time, just watched Dune uh, this week. And so I wanted to, wanted to heckle John a little bit about it because there are a lot of themes in it uh, that we deal with. But I figured we'd let John give us the one-on-one on Dune. It started as a series of books, right? Three, three books. Frank Herbert was, is a dude that did the books. Frank Herbert is a, um, was an author. And uh, who wrote three major books on Dune? We went off to muddy the water with everything, and then he, yeah. after he dropped dead, he wrote a couple other books on top of that. But then after he dropped dead, his son took over with this other guy, this guy Anderson, and they've been writing something like forty books uh, about each one of the houses. Essentially, yeah. it's uh, it's a a universe, uh, and that's that's a confederation of planets. Uh, that each planet or system has its own ruling family. Uh, it, the, the, the monarchy is called the Landstrad, which is like the, you have, the, you have an emperor and then all these uh, individuals who are like kings of their own planet. Yeah, so um, you, it's like an interplanetary feudal system. So you right, have an emperor, right, but then you have yeah. kind of a, a ancient feudal system but everybody, instead of different land, it's all different planets, right? And there's right. competition and interplanetary well, drama. That, that was birthed out of this. So the whole premise is, is that everyone had, uh, they, had these, they, they developed computers and machines to do everything for everybody. Everybody got loans and sent so this, this sort of sense of apathy. And then before you know it, some guy reprograms all the machines and computers to oppress people. Then there's a religious revolt, essentially against the um, these uh, the people that against the machines and the people that reprogram these machines. And as a result of that conflict, there's um, uh, they the 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 individuals just haven't developed their minds. So they develop develop these mental training schools to do everything. And the period that Dune, the movie and the books take place shows is after a, a, while, a time has passed and only two mental training schools exist. One is the guild, 
which they control space travel. They're all about math, mathematics. Mathy, mathy people, yeah. Yeah, and then and then the second uh, school is the Bene Gesserit Sisterhood, which are kind of like, they say witches, but they're kind of like esoteric uh, religious uh, ladies. And uh, and so both of that, bo- every everybody relies on these two entities. Uh, one is the, the Bene Gesserit, the sisterhood is to see like sort of the future and as soothsayers and, and sort of advise on things. And then space travel, you need the guild for space travel. And so there's one thing in the universe that everybody relies on, that space travel relies on, and the, the, the sisterhood has the ability to see and, some, and it prolongs life. And it does a bunch of other things. It's called the spice. The spice is, is, uh, is it's called melange. It's spice or the spice melange. And that is, only exists on one planet, the planet's Arrakis, also known as Dune. That's where you get the name from. And so every, anybody who controls that substance is uh, in charge of the universe, essentially. And yeah. the books then go through this quest of an individual, this guy named Paul, and uh, who's one of the, uh, is one in one of the, um, belongs to one of the planets, the, 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 you know, so he belongs to one of the planets and what he, the deal is, is that he's a prince of one of the planets and his journey to become essentially a messiah for the, the indigenous yeah. population of Arrakis. And that's it. Explicitly, they use the word messiah in it. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, so uh, the ter- little terminology that's included uh, throughout this movie is the term messiah and I think early on the word jihad was used. Yeah. And so you have you have it it's clearly a lot of a lot of earthly parallels, right? So you have a feudal rule, you have an emperor, you have a, a natural resource, right? That yeah. uh, is the focus of all the economy and the uh, the kind of the governing competition. Um, so it was it's pretty fascinating. It's also a David Lynch movie, so it's very weird. Yeah, there's a lot of weirdness, <laughs> but you know if. Like I think Frank Herbert basically took feudal Europe and he took Air, um, uh, the high point or the golden age of Islam because there's a lot of terms that they use and they basically okay. if it birthed out a child. It would be this book, and yeah. uh, and and so he's got a lot of mixing going on. But essentially, it's the struggle of the, pe- the people on Arrakis and the indigenous population and how they have this idea of a Messiah coming who's going to free them because essentially they're they're nomad slaves this, that, and the other for all, for the entire uh, feudal system, as you say, at the Landstraat. And, and this guy, Paul, who comes from another planet, um, who's, who's, who's from one of the families, the, the Atreides family from, from Kaladin, comes and fulfills the prophecy. And then from there, everything snowballs into uh, him becoming, deposing the emperor. And then the subsequent books are about the movie takes you to where he takes over, he takes power and then uh, and becomes and actually gets acknowledged as the Messiah. And then, of course, you can imagine what happens then it becomes. Right. So um, but yeah, the Lynch movie deviates in a lot of ways. One is heart, the heart the, this thing with heart plugs Lynch created. It's nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this whole thing with like obsessed with sound and sound and sound in motion. There, there's stuff like that in Dune, but the. It's not a focal point, um, and uh, there's the, the 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 problem is is that as a result of this these mental training schools, each system has 
their own specialty. So in the movie, when the, the guild navigator starts talking to the emperor and he says, oh, I just folded space from Ix, you know, and, uh, and he says many, many new machines on Ix, that's their, Ix is their, their whole thing is manufacturing, you know, um, you know, they're, there's uh, all different types of, like I said, you have the Bene Gesserit, then you have um, all these different uh, sort of, you know, get, like different, different specialties within the different planetary systems. But he doesn't really get too much into that because he's so obsessed with heart plugs and, and sound in motion. I, I don't know. And it's, so. I mean, I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of disgusting stuff in the movie. Like, well, it, it, you know, David not, Lynch, not this like is the high point of his career or near the high point of his career when he, I think he was just acting a fool and he could get away with whatever, but there's, there's of this version. So this is the David Lynch version, the De Laurentiis version. Um, there's so many versions of this. So there's the, the, the one that was reversed in the, the theatrical version in the theaters. Then there's a director's cut. There's a Disney version of it. Uh, and there's a few others, but then there's this really cool one that's a, that's a fan edit that a fan named Spice Driver edited, and he basically somehow got his hands on the entire filming, and then he edited in things so it would make more sense. And that one's pretty cool, and you can get it, you can download it free online or stream it or whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. So well, and, and let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the cast lineup for the David Lynch version i mean you've got i was i was blown away i mean so colin mclaughlin of twin peaks fame and i think he was in sex in the city for a while uh, yeah but he was in every movie super that, young yeah but that, he was in every movie that lynch did that all yeah, those right, people right people yeah. Stogar and uh uh you know all the people that are in that movie um were in were in twin peaks were in uh, you know, uh, what was it? Red Velvet and and all those others. It's the same crew. He he like yeah, had like, yeah. the same ten people that were working for him throughout the entire jam. Yeah, sure. But you also have Patrick Stewart. So yeah. you have a little bit. I mean, well, Paul's mother of, becomes got, you, the doctor in Star Trek: The Next Generation. That's oh, no movie. kidding. There you go. So so more, even more Star Trek connections there. Yeah, like um, their careers sort of get launched off of that movie as being yeah. like sort of sci-fi. Yeah. And you've got Dean Stockwell, who yeah. was that was Quantum Leap, right? He, he Quantum did Quantum Leap, yeah. Leap layer. And then of all people, Sting is in this thing as like a <laughs> he, well, he's the very nephew. young, yeah, he's very young and very weird. Um, I don't know, like assassin is not really the right word, but maybe kind of like a mercenary of, of well, some no, sort. No, no, the, the the Giddy Prime and and the House House Harkonnen are are very uh, they're they're just they're just you know really rough around the edges you know like so they're they're all they're basically proxy war the proxy people for the emperor and yeah. uh and their whole and they were running mining on arrakis and the emperor is afraid that duke leto paul's father is going to take over is going to become emperor because he's gaining yeah. fame so he does this thing where harkonnen leaves and atreides house atreides comes in and then he's going to support House Arconan as a sneak attack and kill him. And, and of course, Duke Leto, Duke Leto gets his medicine and then the sun and the, the sort of <laughs> plot unfolds. But, uh, you know, and, and you know that, uh, that Patrick Stewart, which is um, uh, uh, not Duncan Idaho, he's, um, 
but Patrick Stewart's character, which I don't know why it's escaping me right now, but uh, he is, um, he's actually Harkonnen. He's actually a Harkonnen defector that is working for, for uh, uh, Duke Leto. So um, yeah. yeah, so it's, and some pretty horrible backstory, pretty horrible backstory with him. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's a troubadour warrior. So he, from, from House Harkonnen, but anyways, the, the the interesting thing about Dune, without getting this, this is probably not the most interesting conversation, is the layers <laughs> of intrigue and diplomacy and how, all the plotting and things that go on. And essentially, I always I say, well, I have been living a Dune lifestyle since ever since I went into the Beltway. So, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Have, heavy on diplomatic features, but yeah, the uh, the religion stuff plays really prominently it's not just like barely there it's like really um like religious stuff is it's it's softer right it's a softer kind of a little more of a background subtle philosophy kind of thing in star wars and it's more um it it kind of it's definitely kind of in the background of the matrix um but here in dune it's really prominent uh right it's pretty pretty, it's pretty upfront with the, yeah, the, the, and you have the, the development the, of Messiah. And, yeah. Yeah. The Messiah. Well, you have the, the Messiah coming and then you have the Bene Gesserit, which are esoteric group, right? But they're trying to manipulate right. bloodlines to create the Messiah so they can control them. Yeah. And yeah. then you have, uh, you know, House Harkonnen, which is like, you know, they're just polluting the planet. They don't really care. They're just powering through and sort of like yeah. aging. They're, they're good bad guys, right? But, and but, uh, yeah. You, you you have but with that with the one with the one sect of um, the the witches or whatever that like you've got, you've got this telepathy thing going on right uh, and then you you have the, the telepathy you have this telepathy between uh, the father and the son particularly towards yeah. the end um, and you have the sacrifice of the father and you have the, the betrayal right uh, the Dean Stockwell character right yeah. I mean it's just like. It's very Judas. Oozing, it's very just the kind of oozing Abrahamic religion. Well, well, that, well, that's. I mean, how I can was, you not? I was not I, well, I was not expecting that. So, well, I was. That's, well, one. that's why I didn't. I, I didn't respond to you when you said, and, and, and this wasn't. It's, like I said, I'm not. I'm not thin skinned, but I know you meant it. I didn't. I know you didn't mean it negatively when you were like, I know why you're into this because there's jihad, right? And you because you said you said that, and, and, but then, but no, I was no, like, I was I like. Just jihad. I said there's Messiah and jihad. Just no, as, I'm just, I'm just, but term, I'm giving you, I'm just, I'm not, it's not because you said that, but it was, uh, but it was because I, because I was waiting. I'm like, Judas is in this and right. the mother is in it. <laughs> the mother is in it for sure. Like, Big it's time. all that, you know, hoopla. And so I was like, you know, it, you know, and you know, I don't, and Paul is, Paul is actually, he's, here he is, he's an outsider. He's not Fremen. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of Pauline, you know, right. stuff yeah. injected in there. <laughs> you know, like here's this guy who's not, he's, he's not a native of, of Arrakis, but he knows yeah. their ways as if born to them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a big phrase in Dune. So, so you mentioned, you mentioned some of the aesthetic stuff that you think that was added from Lynch. Uh, how much of that, the religiosity stuff is original to, to Herbert? Um, I, I would go for the plot line he he, he really kind of kept on right yeah. um as far as the the high points of the, the character development he certainly i think ha- he almost had to because if you don't it doesn't make sense it's so there's so much interplay it doesn't make sense um his interpretation of like space flight and everything else is really interesting kind of kind of almost spot on 
And I think that, like I said, character development is the religious aspects, I think, are pretty straight lines to the book. There's, okay. you know, there's a peppering of this and that, but he blo- he glosses over so much that when it comes to that, because he was so focused on uh, heart plugs and, uh, and, and, and sound. Uh, but, you know, the weird thing, uh, the hardest part about Dune is, uh, the hardest part about Dune is the, uh, is, is the worms, you know, the sand, the worms and how they, but what did you think about the sacrifice of the father, the father, when he bites the poison tooth and then yeah but the poison tooth yeah that was that the well well it was the um it was a combination of the father like the sacrifice and then the telepathy with the son um, it's like it's like the trinity in reverse like yeah God comes down to take the death of his son right and yeah. to, and tries to kill you know the, the arch enemy the bad guy and in doing so he doesn't he doesn't the the bad guy really isn't isn't the Har, Har, the Harkonnens. The bad guy really is the emperor. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so like I, I to so the whole religious stuff thing, those uh, things obviously stood out to me, and and then the diplomacy, it you know, international intrigue, or the feudal stuff was interesting. But I so I could see, I came up with two main main thoughts. Was number one, I could see, I could understand why. It, had the potential to develop a cult following and why you've got other iterations of this dune universe go on on the other hand i also completely get why it did not catch on in kind of a mainstream manner like uh, like star wars and star trek did um for for a couple of different reasons number one the kind of the, the worlds uh and and lynch's presentation of it yeah really didn't appear they weren't places that you wanted to go hang out Right. Uh, at least in, in Star Wars, you have some different planets that, uh, you know, you had, uh, there's like an, you know, place you might want to go for an adventure. Um, and you've got lush green planets. Right. You've got a cloud planet and uh, really fascinating stuff like you kind of want to visit. Uh, and then I think the the character, the characters in Dune, by and large, are not exactly like, you know, like a hang out with them right but you might want to hang out with han solo right <laughs> right, that, right. So well, that, was, that was kind of a dynamic dynamic for me once i realized oh this is a david lynch thing like even at the beginning i was like okay then i understand why it didn't really pop in the mainstream yeah i mean look it, you could there it's completely within the theme of twin peaks and yeah. and, and 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 red Vel- or, or, or red velvet blue velvet or whatever this movie is i mean it's completely in those themes and the colors the darkness all yeah. those things are within his that like his lens from that period of time, and uh, but you you almost certainly had to have read the books to get and understand the plot. And you know they're coming out with they were supposed to come out last year with a remake of the movie, and oh, now okay. it's coming out this year because right. you know you know because of COVID nobody was showing anything in theaters, so everybody's okay. waiting with bated breath for that. That's yeah. the, and no, I, I I was aware of that, but who who's directing that or who I, directed that? Do you know? It, like anybody who says that I'm a I'm a Dune fan and I say I have no idea. They're gonna be like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. You're like, uh, you're generation one Dune fan. Well, I mean, I used to be way into it, but and I, I still am. But you know, I'm just kind of, I'm, I don't want to get too much too into. So who's doing this? This is uh, Dennis, Dennis. I'm gonna butcher his last name. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. <laughs> Villeneuve. <laughs> blah blah blah. But here's the thing: is this is supposed? It's supposed to be on, and what they did was. They kept like the 
still suits that whole concept and they kept a lot of these things you know they, they intact to yeah. capture and the the audience of the old movie along with i think making sure that they uh, had some you know some of these sexy tweeny type people yeah. involved i don't know all these people are you know i don't know i don't know when director- these actors are but i'm sure that there are sexy actors that everybody likes yeah. So. Say, well, and same same director who he did um, he did Arrival um, with Forrest Whitaker and Jeremy Renner. So and, uh, he did the he did the, the Blade Runner update. Oh, he did the Blade. Yeah, so, they, so they are. So I mean, this guy. So he's got, got some sci-fi credentials, right? Yeah. So um, so it it should be really neat when this comes out and. But you know, it's it's a it's one of those things where, like you said, you're you're really into the the depth of the characters and and the plots and the plans within plans and all that other business. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been fun. I, I wanted to pick your brain about Dune since I had, uh, the only reason I watched it this past week was because you had posted your new T-shirt. Uh, that is, I I, I made on, this T-shirt. So this is the this is the sign of the guild navigators. Not that I'm in their camp. I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, again, it's like when I turn around and I say, I ask my, my buddy of mine, he's a Star Wars guy, and I go, well, who would you be in the Star Wars universe? And and he, he says, well, I would be Han Solo. And I'm going, I'm pretty, he's, a, he's a, an ex, uh, he's a, uh, was a tank commander, you know, U.S. Army. And so I go, well, I'm pretty sure you'd be retired tank commander work doing IT at West Point, I'm, you know, and I think you'd be the same guy. You'd be just like a retired stormtrooper. Who's working at the military academy on what's the what's the what's the Coruscant? I think is the name of the so the set of the big where the and then you know for the for the republic you know I think that's right. what you'd be doing like me I'd be a government relations guy in uh, you know in in the in the republic or the empire and then every time something happens I might go out to the outer rim to handle some business and come back I would be the same right. the same guy you know and then. Uh, you know, you'd be the same thing. You'd be in charge of uh, representing the you know, religious communities that go before the Senate. That's right. Yeah, the yeah. Republic. <laughs> you know, and- I, I love I, I love how your your translation into other fictional universes is always basically you're putting this person, the same person, into the same slot. <laughs> Nobody, we, look, you wouldn't you wouldn't be Han Solo. You might Definitely want to not. be. But it would never I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be Skywalker. No, it's not going to happen. Look, I wouldn't want. I don't want to be anywhere near those goddamn things. These uh. Those lightsabers. I don't want to be anywhere near one of those. <laughs> and here's the thing: I, I think you the burn Jedi your finger are off. The Jedi were too. Aren't every time they've never they don't they always solve a problem by cutting somebody in half. They never just they're terrible peacekeepers. They jump to the lightsaber way too fast. Way too fast. They're terrible people. Like I get it. I'm like kind of in the Sith camp. I'm like they are corrupt. They really need to get going. So let's. I don't. Okay. I don't it's a cle- it's a cleanlier solution than these uh, these heart these heart valves that uh, David Lynch put into Dune, right? Yeah, I mean he really <laughs> just created that, and so I mean clearly, if if there is a universe running the way we run, Dune seems to me because of maybe my experience in DC and being overseas and all the national security stuff, I think Dune's like spot on. Like that's exactly right. how we run things. Like Star Wars. <laughs> a little more- it's a little more realistic in spite of itself, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, you know, the Spice Melange, okay, I get it. That's like a little bit of an overlay, but 
you know, I think everybody reacts the same way, but I think the, I think the star, I think star Wars is just, I don't know what is going on. I was like, Oh, if, if Jedi approached, if Jedi showed up right now, I'd be like, all right, just whatever you want. Don't kill me. That that's, that's their peacekeeping. It's like, I just don't want you guys to start freaking out about your damn swords. You know what I mean? Like that's like, like that's, and the thing is, is I can never be a Jedi because I be, it's, I, I cut off my leg, you know? And, and, and why would you want to be, why you'd, you'd want to be on a, like a normal planet because all these other planets in Star Wars, first of all, there's all these abysses with no railings. I, 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 there's no way that I could be standing there without a, ra- a railing. I, I get a lot, of, a lot of large spacecraft with no railings with, uh, you know, 10 story drops. That's like, that's my observation. You know, like I don't, and I don't understand a lot of the, the, the physics behind the force and all that other, I just don't get it. I just don't understand. There's a, seems to be a lot of, a lot of stuff. I don't understand that the, the executive order 66, I don't understand that. The, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they definitely certainly played a little more flat, fast and loose with uh, physics. You kind of got, get to be more creative with the physics. Yeah. It got, it got a little lazy towards, towards the end there or whatever through, through the episodes, but I, you know, I like the Mandalorian. Yeah. Mandalorian's good. I, I, that's got, that's got religious, re- religious overtones. The last episode of it, did you see it? Of course. So yeah. I had, I, I'll be honest with you, I got a little emotional. And, right? and it, was, it was a strange reaction that I got. I, and it's only because I watched like the first, you know, the, 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 the episodes that you watch, I don't know what their numbers are, but the epi- Star Wars in the 80s, 70s and 80s, the 70s, and then, you know, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, those three are the ones that like I grew up on. So yeah. when when Luke Skywalker comes in at the end and you didn't know it was him, maybe everybody yeah. knew it was him. But when you like the, you saw like the hand, you know, the, 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 the what's it called? The X-Wing. And then he starts moving around with his, you know, cause he's got that green blade, whatever it is. And then you yeah. saw his hand and you're like, is that Luke? You know, like you right. kind of, yeah. and once I'll be honest, with you, I had a little bit of an emotional moment being yeah. like, how cool is this that Luke is opening up right. a can instead of wandering around like in training all the time like it was that was cool yeah yeah you got to see kind of luke in his prime and you're right when it was a kind of it was a shot kind of from his from the rear from the side yeah his his gloved hand right the the black gloved hand of luke that's when i kind of popped like oh this is yeah there was a moment there yeah there was there was a a moment there was a great moment what what a what a way to tell a story i mean see and uh it also helped. I like it. Helped, it helped kind of start to locate um, the timeline of Mandalorian, like where in the universe, right? Like on, you know, yeah. In, in but yeah, it was a great. It was a great, pretty, pretty moment. impressive reveal. Moment. I don't understand anything else though. After that, like, why is like if Boba Fett is gonna go at the next series is Boba Fett in yeah. in uh, wherever that wherever Jabba Hutt's lair is? Why would you go back to that place? Why would you do that? Like, why would you want to go back? Why wouldn't it's 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 dry? It's a hassle. It's filthy. Right. Why would you go back and kill that guy and then sit on the throne? It makes no sense to me. Well, he needs a home base, you know. I don't know. The, the, I don't the understand. property was clearly the property was clearly vacant. Enough. I don't understand all these guys. Even in the it was like Empire Strikes Back, where all the bounty hunters are just standing there, kind of waiting, and they're you know they're 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 lurking around in you know in all these different settings. Don't, don't these guys don't these guys relax don't they sit down and 
What are they waiting for? Call me when you want me to get somebody. Why do I have to suit up and be waiting around for you to tell me to do something? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I just don't get that. So I don't understand. I don't understand how tie fighters have to wait for the thing to lock on, but Luke can use the force to shoot, to, to go and shoot into the death star. But somehow Darth Vader doesn't use the force when he's shooting. He's constantly doing this, making cappuccinos or whatever it is in his machine. <laughs> I don't know. That I don't understand. Willing, willing suspension of disbelief, John. Willing suspension. No, no. I, I, here's the thing. You know, I mean, I think the Dune world is so exotic in many respects. You kind of have suspension of disbelief. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I th- and there could be because, and so if you read the Frank Herbert books, which are three books, those are okay. They're adequate. I think his son is much better. There's a book called Paul of Dune. And if you, if you pull out the book, Paul of Dune, you could read that right now after this movie. And you, I think you'd find that very interesting because it go it jumps back and forth. Each chapter jumps back and forth into Paul's life before and after he becomes the, the Messiah. And, oh, and it's, uh, and it's, it, it fills in a lot of gaps and everything else. It's a really great book. And then there's his, the, the son put, wrote all these different books like House Harkonnen, which is just a book on the Harkonnens. House Atreides, it's just on the Atreides, you know, on the Telex and all these different entities. So he writes about all the different worlds and then you really get an in-depth knowledge of these worlds and what was going on. It's pretty cool. Cool. And I've just discovered all those, all those audiobooks are available on Scribd.com. Yeah. Uh, Paul of which Dune. I'm rather, rather fun of. Yeah, Paul of Dune, written you, by that's Brian, a Brian Herbert. And, and I would say, if you're going to read any other book after the movie, and after, yeah, I would say that book, because you know essentially who Paul is and what he's about after the yeah. Lynch movie. And you know essentially the main players. So this gives you the opportunity to kind of jump within Paul's life, use him as the anchor point. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, this has been fun. Uh, glad we got to talk about it. Glad I finally watched that. Watched that movie. I appreciate it. It's very thoughtful for you to do that. It's very thoughtful for you to <laughs> spend some time and watch the movie. You have to, you, you know, you have to tell me what what movie to watch. And don't say Passion. Don't say the right. Passion. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say the Passion. But no, it was good for as many as many times as I've heard you riff on being a quote Dune guy uh, versus me, who's probably more of a Star Wars guy. Um, then, uh, so I finally stepped into your sci-fi world and, and watched it. So that was fun. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll I have to pick up some it. of the, I'll have to take a look at some of the contemporary expressions of it. Um, but, uh, that's fun. Uh, have you, have you watched The Expanse on Amazon? No, I haven't, but I can, I will. Um, check it out. It's, uh, several seasons. I think they're probably anticipating another. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's very, it's different in that, uh, they, they seem to take our current um, physics pretty seriously. Hmm. And so it's, uh, so it's space travel, but it's not set that distant into the future, uh, okay. but it's heavy on diplomacy. So you All have right. a situation, you have a situation where we, we have colonized Mars. Not only have we colonized Mars, but we have also, I say we humans, uh, we have also populated um, kind of a, a belt of and basically generations now of people who have not even have been born on space systems or um you know uh man-made um space stations 
space station. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. So you have uh, Mars has been uh, colonized. It's mostly a military culture, okay. uh, and you've also had colonized kind of a, kind of a belt of uh, of, uh, of space through space stations. And you have generations of people uh, who call themselves Belters, literally. And so okay. the Belters, the Belters, basically are kind of the modern day. Uh, people who are kind of feeling oppressed and uh, and then you have competition between Earth and Mars. Even They're all humans, um, but it's just kind of, a, kind of an unraveling of, of future diplomacy. And uh, you, you, you have a little sense of like they're expanding and colonizing Mars and trying to uh, basically sustain, build a, uh, you know, an ecosystem. Right. Um, because Earth is, you know, Earth is deteriorating or whatever. Um, but then you have basically kind of an alien force enter the space uh and so you have uh, all these people dealing with, dealing with that so okay. um pretty fascinating I, it started out as a sci-fi oh. channel program um but it's now on prime um, the first season or two is a little uh a little slow but then it, it picks up I, so um you you might check it out there's a he, heavy on kind of diplomacy and and international industry. I'll take a look at it. Where do you sit on Jean-Claude Van Damme? Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not up on. But you remember something recently? Kickboxer. Oh yeah, the, yeah, Kickboxer. Yeah, all those, I saw all those kinds of things. All right, you gotta watch, you gotta watch on Prime. It's called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. It's <laughs> okay. basically, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme and basically every movie he ever made was just a cover for him being a spy. It's like a four-part, it's like a four or four or five-episode miniseries. That's hilarious, and he's now getting back and back into the spy business to make movies. I think I've heard about this. Okay, I'll watch it. It's one of the greatest. (laughs) I I remember saying this. It's one of the greatest craptacular series that I've ever seen. And you want to know what? I laughed harder than I've ever laughed, and I've laughed in a while because, first of all, Jean Claude definitely has a sense of humor about himself and the movies that he made by Uh, doing this whole thing sure and then um it's pretty wholesome but uh basically he's you know he's coming back because he's going after some terrorists to try and also trying to trying to win his love back you know it doesn't get any better than that so jean-claude van johnson which is apparently his real name the the jean-claude van damme is his fake name too that's a stage name (laughs) doesn't get any better it doesn't get any better so yeah so I appreciate you taking the time. All right, man. To watch this the movie and, and the chatty. This has been fun, man. I appreciate it. Right on, Bob. Uh, this has been Crossing Phase. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, just search Crossing Phase, crossingphase.com, and then anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Please rate and review this program if you found it remotely interesting or fun. Uh, we typically are a Christian and a Muslim who talk religion and politics, and uh, we just happen to do that in the sci-fi space today. Thanks for spending time with us. Man, thanks so much.